Taylor. And I'm Brittany. Together we are two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you the perspective of a licensed LMH therapist and expecting mother. And a slightly eccentric mama too. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. All right, Tay. So our last episode was really juicy. I mean, we had a lot of really good content in there, I feel like, about how to identify your anxiety from all ages mm-hmm. and then some techniques to kind of help de-escalate as well as process. Y'all so are mini therapists go? now. Welcome to the world. Oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> no, I'm the- an unqualified. <laughs> unqualified. Don't go diagnosing everybody. <laughs> But it's crazy because you can see how complex this gets in mental health. And people come to me and like ask like two questions. I'm like, there's so much more to this. The last episode definitely will show you that if you listen to it and you're like, well, that could qualify as anything. Or my kid sounds like they have all of that. Like, you know, (laughs) so do mine. (laughs) I get it's overwhelming. Some of it's just being a kid, too. But uh, that definitely had some really juicy stuff. So this episode, we're keeping it pretty simple. We're keeping it pretty light. Again, if you have questions, though, always feel free to ask. This world is not an easy world to navigate in mental health. It's lots of stuff. So always feel free to reach out. Yeah. And we can always go back and revisit if we have more questions from our episode three of anxiety. It might have brought up more questions. Yeah, we can now. always do another episode for details. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Taylor, let's go with a summary of our previous episodes. All right, sister. So, so the first one we did was what anxiety actually looks like. Brittany, what did you learn that's different from what you thought was anxiety before? I mean, you've kind of been trained by me for the last how many years, but what did you learn? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good reminder for me that anxiety can look so different depending on personality types. You can yeah. be the perfect little perfectionist that follows everything and is super cautious and wants to check all the boxes you know, like you, that they're a little nervous nilly kind of personality yep. type, or you can just be the little angry daredevil who wants to try to control the world and like my little man. And it just can look totally different. Yep. But the needs at the end of the day are still the same. <laughs> it's interesting. So my other therapist that works with me, she um, uses the term, she does, oh, radical acceptance therapy or radical dang it I can't remember I can't remember all the acronyms but she uses a theory that is basically talking about over control and under control and I always the more I study anxiety it is a lot about control for people and I think that's where we're trying to see you're trying to avoid emotions you're trying to avoid an end outcoming that we don't like and that's the key to a lot of what you're looking for with anxiety yes trying to find some control in this crazy world yeah Um, We had gone over some of those symptoms in day-to-day life. Some of them are cognitive, which means that they happen internally, more in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. And others are more physical, which is what you can actually see in your body, Mm -hmm. such as my eye twitch or, you know, any other weird muscle spasm I've got. Or your neck last night. Oh my gosh, if you could see these bruises from my cupping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all real. And if you don't know which one, so the first episode was... That what anxiety actually looks like and where does it come from. Second episode is about symptoms day to day. And then third episode was techniques that help based on range. Yes. Specific age zone, specific symptoms that are very particular to that zone that we were trained to look for for that age. 
And some of those symptoms, just as a reminder, some of those cognitive symptoms um, might have been that we're like overanalyzing, catastrophizing, spiraling, um, being a broken record. Other things that were physical could be heart increase, um, stomach aches, headaches, uh, loss of sleep. Those are kind of so proud. Well, I mean, if I look at my own life, my therapist, (laughs) yay! Just what I always wanted. Yes. (laughs) I was just trying to, you know, remember some of these things that were symptoms. Um, I know I skimmed over that. Go listen to that episode again if you're, you know, still kind of iffy on those. But yeah, techniques. All right, Taylor, do you want to take this one away? Of techniques that you can use? Yeah. Oh, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> if not, your underqualified therapist here is happy to uh, <laughs> package this up for you. Sure, therapist. What do we got? <laughs> so underqualified therapist Brittany is here to say some techniques that you can use for anxiety um, are fidget tools. Fidget toys seem to help a lot. Breathing mm-hmm. techniques, meditation. Um, I loved that five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. A puppy dog pals theme song. Um, Is that really? Yeah. Doo, 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 doo. We're going on a mission. I love that you're singing it. That was great. <laughs> We're going on a I mission. I think you're the only one that's sang on this podcast so far. Anti anxiety. <laughs> and I think I sang every episode ADHD. Um, but so five, four, three, two, one. Five things you can see. Four things you can touch, three mm-hmm. things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. My favorite one. Um, <laughs> other good things for that, for um, coping skills. No, coping, calming down, whatever we yeah, were saying. I mean, Techniques. they have a, yeah, I was like, it's just, we call them all of them. Yeah. Um, remember to not try to reason with yourself or your child while you are going through that. Yes. Um, when you're escalated, wait to process later. That was a really good reminder. Yeah. So yeah. Love it. You nailed it. I mean, the basic concept of anxiety is addressing the both sides that it has. The dual sides of there is a physical side to it and a physical symptoms that you need to calm down. And there is an emotional mental pattern that you need to calm down. And the better that you can control those, the more that you're going to be um, regulated. See, and there was from the real therapist. I love that. <laughs> um, so we had put out on social media a couple weeks ago asking for questions from listeners. We had asked, what questions do you have about anxiety? Mm-hmm. And we got a couple really good ones that we wanted to cover. My favorite was a cute listener that had responded saying, I want to know everything. <laughs> I need help with all, all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so hopefully to that sweet listener and any of you others who were looking for help with all of it. We answered a few, mm-hmm. but if not, here are some other questions. So you ready, Taylor? Well, I think to just adding to the, all of them, I get anxiety is super overwhelming. I get that. It seems like it's a very impossible thing to control. The more that in your mind you can convince yourself and just see and be open to, you can't control this. This is not something that's not manageable, not like the more that you empower yourself to take on this thing, that's a thing. It's not you. It's out. It's a process, right? It's your yeah. how your brain works. We even personify it sometimes for my clients. Like it's an outside personality outside of you. The less overwhelming it seems, it's more like if you can teach your dog to, you know, be a certain way and train him, like Koa is trained to be a very particular way of my dog, right? And yeah. that's where if you can teach them, 
they will learn, they will know, and they will grow into it. It's the same with your anxiety. So it's, it seems very hard, especially all my clients coming in, they just seem so sad and so hopeless. And they're like, I get that question all the time. All of them, I need help with all of it. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> like, I promise you, this is not, no, it's not curable. Yes, you can live a normal life and not have to experience this day to day. And that's the beautiful thing is the less that it seems scary, the more that you're empowered with the knowledge that we've given you, the more that you can see this is totally something you can take on. This is totally something that you can do. The less you're going to feel overwhelmed and the more you're going to be like, I know what to do. I know how to do it. It's okay if I have a moment that I lapse back into whatever I used to do. It's not going to be this way for forever. The less overwhelming it is. Yeah. I remember when Adeline was younger, you had her draw a monster and I can't remember what she named the she monster. She named it crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was her crazy. Her crazy. And, and she drew a giraffe monster. Yes. But so anytime when she was in her head, mm-hmm. she would recount, oh, this is crazy. This is, you know, or whatever. Yeah. That's that's she she it. Crazy. <laughs> I think she was like six at the time. She was. So it's, it's fun to see what they named them though. Cause sometimes it's like Gerald or like. Lisa was everything really, for a while. But oh yeah. I had some really funny ones for a bit. Like psycho or like little butt you know this is things like that i'm like great what what we're gonna do as long as it's appropriate you can say it to people in public that's great but remember that it is something else and if you're doing that one percent better just do one percent better you're not gonna like conquer anxiety in a day pick something you remember i think in the last episode i had referenced how i used to want to have you know adeline dress like the baby gap models Mm -hmm. and when i did one percent better and let that go and give her that choice Mm-hmm. That didn't seem like a big deal, but it was something for me that I yep. was able to pass pass the torch. And I think I remember physically passing her the torch at like six. Like I had I something that. in my hand. I was like, I am passing you the torch. You are now in charge of your own. It's like a huge thing for me. So and that cool. sounds so stupid, but I let it yeah. go 1% better. Yep. It's a thing. All right. So that one question nice. I want to go on next. You ready for this one? Okay. Does everyone have anxiety? Yes, everyone has the anxiety emotion. No, everyone does not have clinical anxiety. There's a big difference between those two, right? So everybody has that in nature. It's actually abnormal if you don't have your fear center working and you don't have your awareness center working, right? That means there's something wrong with your amygdala and it's not processing the information and the fear factor that you have, which can cause a lot of detriment to your life. If you don't, we've seen this with some people that are like adrenaline junkies, they don't have proper fear of things and they get in some really sketchy situations because of that. So same as a pain set receptor, same as anything else. Some people have really high pain tolerance. Some people have really low pain tolerance. If you have no pain tolerance or if you have an extreme pain tolerance to the point where you don't feel anything and you're going around with like broken bones and stuff, those are problematic, right? But everybody to a point usually has that anxiety and it's just how is it high or low? Is it like super sensitive or super not sensitive? And that's where you're going to see a difference between clinical anxiety and yo, everybody's got some feelings sometimes. Yeah. Kind of like the little green guy. I think we'd mentioned him before too, an inside out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nervousness. Purple. purple. Excuse me. Little purple. Guy. Inside out. Yeah. Fear. Um, fear. That's what it was. I'm yeah. like totally losing this. But like if fear is always taking charge of the controller, yep. then that is a good time to be like, I think that I might have some bigger anxiety. Yeah. But fear was a base, right? For in the brain, like he is one of the core ones. So it should yeah, be present. He's important. If you yeah. If you don't have it, then that's definitely a problem. Just like we talked about in episode two about evolutionary psychology and like maybe it was episode one, but we talked about it where 
you know, over time we've been like oh, handed down this trait. Yeah. We've been handed yeah. down this trait to make sure that we survive. So everybody should have that trait. And if you don't, again, that's a clinical thing that we're like, that's a problem because you could have some issues. Um, I think that's like the base of psychopath or something like that or sociopath. But I don't remember. I'm not going to diagnose you. percentage of people, yeah. Very small, very abnormal. Everybody else usually has that range of, I should be scared. This is a problem kind of vibe. When it takes over, that's when you need to get some help. Yeah. Same. It's people understand that pain tolerance whenever I tell them that analogy, they really get it. Some people have really high pain tolerance. Some people have really low pain tolerance. It's going to flex in between there. And whatever the answer to that is, is going to really affect how much you need extra help or how much you don't need extra help. Just like you need more medication to manage pain or less based okay. off your ability. That totally makes sense. And there's no shame in that either. You don't really get to pick that. That's just your body's wiring, which some people are like, why can't I have high pain tolerance? It's like, I don't know, because your nervous system is your nervous system. Like there's really <laughs> no other way to, because boo-boo, this is how you were made. That's like literally the answer I have. <laughs> Yeah, you tell them, boo boo. <laughs> That's right, Yogi Bear. Um, okay, our next question: How can I manage my anxiety? A lot of this is the tips that we gave you on the previous episodes to manage your anxiety. The biggest thing I always bring clients back to is: What are you really afraid of? Why are you afraid? And can you actually see an ability to let that go? Is it going to affect you in a month, in a year, five years down your path? And if it's not, like Adeline getting dressed for the day. Or Anson having rain touch him. Baby, like, it will dry. He can't see that as a sensory thing when he's five. He can now, and that's why it's no longer a trigger for him, right? right? He doesn't like it, but it's not a trigger anymore. That's a really good way to help manage your anxiety is that core question of what am I worried about? Why am I worried about it? And is it going to really affect me? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And go back to the last episode um, to our listeners who were wondering how they could better manage their anxiety. And then let us know if you still have questions, like we'd said. Um, another question we received was, how do you know if medication is the route for you? Okay. So this one is a really good question, actually, because we, as I was thinking about this and I saw this question, I was like, oh, I don't know if we talked much about medication. We briefly did. Okay. I was like, I don't remember. It was in episode one or two of our anxiety segment, but it was some, yeah. Medication is not something that I overly push, but I will use it to my benefit. That's the physical part of it, right? So if we can have people manage their anxiety based off skills, I personally, and this is honestly more of a clinical therapist perspective than anything, because you'll get other therapists or other doctors or things like that that are medical based Mm -hmm. and they'll push more prescriptions. If you are not treating yourself holistically, you are missing out on managing your anxiety. Meaning if you're only giving yourself medication to calm down the amygdala, right? Which is the whole point of the medication is it's going to go lower that physical symptoms that we're talking about and regulate them for you. You're missing out on a whole other half that your brain has already created and you're not getting well-rounded treatment. So medication is an awesome thing to use, especially if you're like, I've tried all these tricks. None of it's helping. It's not lowering it down. Great. Go get medication to help lower down the activity because you may just be like that person that has a really low pain tolerance, right? You may just have a body that's wired where like, girl, nothing's going to manage your anxiety. You need medication to literally bring down your amygdala's activity levels. Like that's just facts. Yeah. No shame in that, right? So if you try things and you're like, it's not working, it's not working, I always suggest we try first if it's not working after a couple months and you have made a real effort and you have to be real with yourself in this one. If it's like, I never <laughs> tried, like, okay, boo-boo, like actually work for what you want. Um, 
definitely go check out the medication. Some people can be on medication and then pull back once they feel like they have the skills, they have everything they need. They've seen that it can work. They've seen that it can manage it and their body has reset and they can go back to it. Some people need to stay on medication because it's just unmanageable for them. That's fine. Other things that I have discovered, which is super cool. I don't know much about it, but naturopaths have found a lot of things where their body systems and chemical systems are off. So if you don't necessarily want to go down the um, Lexapro Warbutrin or whatever, like all of those medical. I'm on Citalopram. <laughs> girl, like I hear a million names a day, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I never I know yeah. what they are, but I'm like, oh, there's so many of them. Anyways, if you don't want to go down that path, that's totally fine. Go and look at what your body chemical levels are. Go look at your mineral levels and see if there's something off there because that is probably honestly something that you're lacking. I've had multiple clients come back and be like, oh, it was this, like estrogen or testosterone or something like that. Or some random one that they're like, I didn't have enough magnesium. I'm like, okay. Like, you and remember are, when I had had like injections and everything? Yep. Like my body was B12 drained. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I was down on D. B12, iron, and D. And I had yeah. to go in for injections for months yeah. to get this down. Um, and at that time, the doctor had ran all these tests. We found out I was like deficient. Yeah. And paired it with anxiety meds. And that's what I needed at that moment. Like yeah. it was that crutch to be like, you do have these other issues. They're going to take a few months to like get your levels back up. Exactly. Let's put you on some help. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, use it as a team though. Use it as that holistic approach where you are, if you're going to pull in the medication, great. Pull it in with your talk therapy, pull it in with your coping skills, pull it in with your exercise, pull it in with your grounding, spirituality stuff. Yep. You use it all together to make it really work because that's where you're going to see the best results with it. I use my sister, you know, yes, I, I talk to my therapist every day. <laughs> <laughs> Therapize each other. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another question. When do you need to get help from outside resources? Yeah. So we look for um, prolonged periods of time that it's like occurring. So if it's been happening, our rule usually is six months. So three to six months, we're looking for that. Huge inconvenience of life, day-to-day -day activities are stopped, inability to actually function and develop. Like we're looking for, especially in teens and kids, if it's delaying developmental goals, delaying progress, anything like that, then you need to go in and get the actual therapeutic help. Yes. And you can see it. Like when it gets to that point, yeah, you'll know if your mom gut or if your self gut is telling gut. you that you just need a little extra help, just there's no shame. Go, I hope we've encouraged you to know that there's no shame, that yeah. there are resources out there for you and yeah. no one will look down on you. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if they do, then they clearly do not understand what they're missing out on. And I think that's the big thing I've had to really talk to people about is, you know, people are going to have opinions of how you live your life or what you do with it. And at the end of the day, it's, do you want the life you're living right now? And if it's that hard for you to live your life right now, who cares what everybody else is saying? Like you are the one that has to live your life and experience your life. So if there's a resource out there for you to make it so that you have the quality of life and the experience that you want, why wouldn't you go get that? Like it, to me, it's just, it's like if there's ice cream and it's right there on the counter and you love that ice cream, why wouldn't you go eat that and enjoy it? It's the same <laughs> thing with life, yeah. right? Why wouldn't you go get what you want and actually enjoy your experience instead of, letting other people tell you that that's wrong. Yes. hundred percent. I love that reminder. Um, anything else you want to say, Taylor, as we're wrapping up this segment on anxiety? I think the biggest thing about anxiety is be open to possibilities and be open to like, like, um, 
the words that I'm trying to find for this one because it's such a complex, such a widespread thing that we're all experiencing, especially after COVID, I've noticed. Be curious, be open to that there's possibilities outside of you that could be bigger answers than what you're thinking. And if you're curious about anxiety, really be open to other pathways to help yourself and to help others in your life. And that's where don't follow the basic rules that we thought we had in the past. Continue to seek new information all the time. Anxiety is a tricky one. So if you feel like you're missing something, everybody's missing something. We all are. We're still studying it. It's a very fascinating one to study, but it's also a very um, progressive one that's going to change over time and look so different in a million ways. And that's okay. Don't be scared of that. It's honestly, that's a part of our growth. And I think that's the coolest part of mental health is that there's always something new to learn, always something new to explore. Don't let that discourage you. Be hopeful about it because that means that there's something more that you can find some other answer. There's not a dead end ever. It's just finding the new pathway to go down. Yeah. And don't be stuck on that generational, you know, don't be held back by that. Um, I know some of like the older generation, they'll be like, oh, anxiety. I can't have anxiety. That's not okay. Don't be held back by that. I was trying to find that Maya Angelou quote that we referenced in one of our episodes. Um, We're going to post this again too, just because it's such a beautiful reminder, but that my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Just don't let your anxiety hold you back. That is literally my life model for when I was becoming a therapist and when I have worked with everybody. It can get really discouraging at times to watch people settle and watch people think that this is okay to live their lives this way. And the moment when I hear that quote every time, I'm like, yes, that's exactly why we do what we do. And that's why we're doing this podcast is we don't want people to merely survive. We want you to thrive. We want you to grow. We want you to be what you can be, but we don't want you to do it in a miserable way. We want you to do it with passion, compassion, style, and excitement. Like We want you to have these experiences that are edifying. So if you don't understand something, you can find it. We can help you find it. You can find it yourself. There's so many different avenues. Just be open and be curious and ask those questions. Yes, 100%. And Taylor's totally tearing up right now. <laughs> no, this is like my passion. This is why I do what I do. I like I love I love when people understand that life isn't meant to be settled for and anxiety is such an overwhelming thing that we've all experienced and it's it's one of the hardest ones to watch people get so discouraged on cuz I'm like that's so fixable. Like this is such an easy one for me to go and and be like, guys, we know what to do. And I'm totally crying. I think someone's hormones. Um, <laughs> and you just love it. You love I do. I love my job and, and I love my people. And, yeah. yeah, I just love people. And I love that there's so much ability. And, and mental health is so crippling at times for people. But it's so beautiful when you finally get over it. It's like overcoming this huge Mount Everest that people don't ever get to see that journey that you're doing when you're going over Everest, but I get to see it and that person gets to see it. And that's where it's really cool of you can do this. You can do hard things. You just have to be willing to open up your mouth and willing to ask the questions so that people can help you do it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hey, you have such a sweet spirit and heart. Things are making me cry. You're welcome. Um, we will post some of our resources online. We'll have them in our show notes as well as on our website and on our social media. We'll have a link to those, um, Uhane counseling. And we're so grateful that you have let us join part of your mental health journey where hopefully you've learned some things that'll help you in 
that we can continue to go on this crazy journey called life together. (laughs) Next month is going to be happy habits. We like smiley faces in our family. So smiley faces is next month. Be excited, peeps. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So until next time, hopefully you have a good week. I don't know how to end this. So (laughs) anxiety out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.